Welcome to another episode of Classic Talks, where we subscribe to a next play mentality, engaging in crucial conversations, challenging each other to take our very next step, sharing common knowledge to improve commonwealth, becoming a clearer version of ourselves so that we can embrace growth. We must accept the process so we can appreciate the outcome, one conversation at a time. I am Dr. Classic. Let's talk about it. What's happening, Mr. McFarlane, financial champion? Uh, good to talk to you. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, man. I am really in a good place right now. I feel like I've been working on some things and I've been really picking up momentum in the last couple uh, weeks here. So I'm, I'm in a good place. I'm feeling like I'm, I'm like focused on some things. And I like that feeling when I can see some reward happen off of the work that I'm really just tuning in and pumping into a project. So that, that's where I'm at right now. I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, that's good. Good for you. I feel the same way. Um, it, it's funny that you brought that up because I've been working hard on a few things and to small wins every day. Uh, we talked about it in the other podcast, you know, being 1% better and just focusing on that in every aspect of my life. And, and now it's starting to become a habit almost. Um, it's consistent. So I'm in a good spot with that. Limiting all distractions. And, and that's a, that's a good segue because exactly what we are planning to talk about today are distractions when I am paying attention to the news and I'm paying attention to my thread on social media, it, there are a numerous amount of distractions just all over the place. People are just going off in tangents and there are things that are just really taking uh, folks out of just out of pocket. It almost feels like. So I, I don't necessarily like to say I'm worried about the world, but at this time I really am worried about, you know, the future and, and how it looks for us with the distractions that we are seeing at this time. We're, we're taking our, our thought away from voting. We're taking our thoughts away from some of the social unjust. We're taking our thoughts away from some of what's happening in the, whether it be political realm or it be the business ram or what's happening with the stock markets. Like there are a number of things that we're, we're looking away from. And, and it's kind of like, social we call it social disrespect almost it's almost one of those things where it's like why would you even pay attention to some of the some of the things that we're seeing in the news but it's so easily accessible because the news gives us all the drama sometimes but um yeah just a lot of distractions i've been feeling like are, are around and i'm glad i've been able to focus at this time absolutely watching all the news and social media outlets it it, it projects negativity I, I mean we can't stop a lot of the stuff that's happening but it doesn't mean we need to fill our day every other waking hour with some type of distraction from the media um I, I feel a lot better mentally when i haven't watched the news or seen anything like that in a few days right so basically i'm just focused on my family me uh my business and I'm not listening to anything else that the world has to say unless it's in regards to those things that originate from those things. So, Yeah, and, and that makes sense. I, you said something about front side focus. I have been not necessarily thinking about what it means to have front side focus versus trying to be intentional about just making sure I understand what the goal is. It's something realistic to say I have a goal and if whatever I'm going to get into doesn't help me build that build to getting to that goal or accomplishing in that goal, or it does it 
doesn't impact it in a positive way. Like I can't spend some, I can't spend the time on it right now. Like I, I really get the, sometimes you got to put toys and things away that are not, you know, really helping you get to that next stage. You got to put that time to the side to say, you know, this is what I need to be focused on right now. And I have to be strong enough to, to stay disciplined around that focus. Um, that is something that when, when we think about distractions, it's just like that moment where you're like, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then somebody comes and offer you a donut. I'm going on a diet. And, and on Monday, there are donuts in the lobby <laughs> or in the in the in the break room. The day you start your, your, your diet It's just always that quick little fix that just jumps in front of you to say, you, you sure you don't want to you want to try it? That's what I feel like right now with distractions. Like this entitled, this entang, what it was, an entanglement, this entanglement thing with with Jada and Will, distraction. This Kanye thing with this, and and don't get me wrong on Kanye's piece, and we can elaborate on this a little bit. I do think it's mental health there, but that it's a huge distraction. Like it's one of those things where. I put on my post, we need to be praying for Kanye. Nonetheless, I do believe that there is a lot of validity when Kim says something like, you know, he's bipolar. I've dealt with mental health, bipolar disorder in my own family with my one of my loved ones. And it looks just like that. Like people um, don't understand that there is, you know, another person that you sometimes are dealing with and it doesn't make it's not easy to get that person to understand that this may not make a lot of sense or you may be, you know, going down the wrong path, but still in all, even just Kanye running for president and what kind of attention that got distraction like that. That is some of the things that I wish that we can hone in and say, what's really happening? What's important? What should I be focused on? What's the bottom line that's going to help me in this position, whether it be you yourself or just people in general? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's almost to the point where nothing, if, if something isn't going to put me in a better position, like you said, or make me money to create a different environment or put my family in a better position, why am I even listening to it? <laughs> it, it it's almost like you disrespecting God. You know, we, we have this finite amount of time here. We don't know when our time's up and we're just sleeping it away or not working to our potential or Staying distracted, you know, knowing better, not doing better. So that's how serious I'm starting to look at it as I'm not going to disrespect my life and, and, and my time. And you being a college athlete, me being a college athlete, we know that in college we did more than we're doing now and we got everything done because it was efficient. Good point. Really good point. A lot of we we look at our time differently, don't we? It, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's a little different. <laughs> think about this. You practiced. You you uh you went to class, you studied, you traveled, you hooped, and you still found time to get it in. You know what still, I'm saying? Still. Still right? found time to get it in and had no problem. You didn't miss a beat. That's to show you how inefficient we're running our lives now, even though we have nine to fives and we have, you know, business interests and stuff like that. But we're wasting a lot of, of that little in-between time. That's being wasted completely. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I will, We talked a little bit about, I used to tell myself, oh, I mean, I feel like I don't have any time. My day goes real fast. There is no time until I started to use my schedule. That schedule was a big deal for me. It was kind of getting back into the routine. You're just talking about what being an athlete. 
if you think about it, we may not have wrote down or carried around a cell phone to say at 2.15, I got to do this, but we knew what time we were going to be at breakfast. Mm -hmm. We knew what time we were going to be to gym in the morning. We knew what time we had classes. We knew what time we had to go to practice in the evening. We knew what time we had to lift weights. We knew what time it was a good time to go to bed to make sure we got enough sleep to be back up to practice again. (laughs) Like there was a schedule there. Like I don't, I don't care really how you fix it. If you look at your time a little differently and schedule it out for yourself, you'll realize that, you know, all the scrolling you do during the day, all the looking to the left and playing around and all that free time that adds up. That's a big deal. And and until we really understand how time affects our focus, how time is a part of our distraction, uh, we'll continue to say we don't have enough of it. Man. I wish I'd have knew this years ago. If I could have implemented this ten years ago, man. You know what? Let, let me ask you a question. What would be if you can give any kind of piece of advice about distraction, about how your time flows? What would be a good piece of advice to tell somebody about distractions or their time, how they should use it, um, how not to be distracted or to understand when they're distracted? Because that's another big piece. A lot of people don't understand that there are distractions out there. They're just going about their regular routine and don't realize they're in a distracted place. What would be some advice for folks like that? Hmm. That is a very good question. Um, I think I would start, and where I have personally started, is just hold myself accountable again, like looking at myself in the mirror and really keeping it real with myself and saying, what's one instance in my life that I did something that I was very, very proud of, that I worked very hard for, and then, more importantly, remembering what it took to get there. So say, for instance, if it was studying for your SAT or uh, trying to pass a final or finish your dissertation, whatever it was, remember that work process that went into that, that led to that outcome. And once you do that, so it's like reverse engineering everything. And once you remember those feelings, because you have to remember the feelings, those have to be real to you or you're not going to commit to anything. Then you can begin to look at the rest of your life like that, meaning if I have a one-year, three-year, or six-month goal that I want to save up a down payment for a house, what does that look like? You know, what do I need to do to have that outcome? So, and I remember what it feels like to have an outcome on something I worked hard for, and just marry those two uh, concepts and, and and time periods together, because that's the only way it's going to be real for you is if you actually feel the pain. It doesn't matter what anybody else say or do. So I'm thinking that you have to look within yourself. Yeah, that's fair. And, and, and that's powerful, too. I, I put up a status. to Was it today or yesterday? And the status was just focus on you. Uh, the caption was this is the caption and the priority. A lot of times we we don't understand that we are the the thing. We are the priority that has to be prioritized in order to make this distraction or your time or or whatever whatever it is that you're focused on, we have to be in tune with that. Um, I, I spend a lot of time telling people that you react off of feelings. Even if you know what the fact is, even if you know what the outcome is, uh, it could be death sometimes. Like it could it could be some it could be loss. It can be, you know, a negative in your column. But if you're if you're feeling strongly about it, you're gonna do it regardless. Sometimes people say, you know, the the saying is the consequence you know, worth the action or what you got to do. And a lot of people's minds, they, they don't understand that the way they feel about it, it is. There are things that, you know, traditional, if you speed, you get a ticket. 
right. who don't speed really. It's, it's quite more people that speed than don't. And we know we're going to get a ticket, but our feeling is we tr- we got somewhere to be. We don't got no time. We rushing. We trying to get there. I'm impatient. Um, and we have to look at that simple complex and a lot of part, a lot of pieces or other, other areas of our lives where we're acting off of feeling, we're acting off, off of emotion. So in order for us not to be distracted, in order for us to um, understand ourselves, we have to understand how we feel and believe about things. Um, it's the only way we're going to change some of these actions and these behaviors. Uh, coach, I had to do a coaching session today uh, for a team of people who are going to go out and like coach our providers, our physician and APPs. Mm-hmm. And there is an art to coaching people. There is... And it does, and it's not something that's canned. It's it's something that is trying to put authentic understanding, beliefs, behaviors into somebody else, or at least to invoke it out of somebody else, so they understand that they can do some things. This distracting piece, and what you gave as some advice, is more or less how do you get you to be in tune with the goal? Like we always say, what we want, but do you feel like it's a need? that you would take on and change some of the things that you do, some of the behaviors that you have, some of the beliefs that you go through. And, and it's a real thing. That a lot of people don't want to really do that. It's not, it's not set in stone. It's not that easy, uh, but we have to stop and become clear versions of who we really truly are right now versus who we believe or we're trying to get to be. Um, that's a big thing for me. Absolutely. Uh, so I have a question for you. So do you think, it's it takes a different you and a different level to hit different goals and have the strength to get rid of distractions. I'll, I'll give you an example. Like when you were younger playing basketball or just graduated and you used to still hang out, work on your master's, uh, work full time, do all of that. How is that any different from what you're doing now or is it the same? It's just the distractions are different. If, if you know what I mean. No, that's a good question. I, I got, uh, I credit to Cole Legacy. They put up a quote on their Instagram page that said, I would love to tell you it gets better, but it doesn't. You do. That's yeah. a real thing right there. Like the question, and, that's, and it's an awesome question. I really think that you have to get to a place where you become better because it's not that it's easier really what happened for me and you use like the time where I, you know, get trying to get my master's. I'm still working full time. I'm still hanging out and kicking it. I'm feeling like I'm young, you know, young twenties and, you know, just doing things. I'm moving in a good way. According to me, I I believe that what happens is your responsibility changes Mm -hmm. and what you're working for becomes a little harder because if I was still working for the same thing in my twenties, I'll probably be mastering that. Right. So (laughs) we would be friends. (laughs) Right. So I'll be friendless and I'll be my my life would be too easy. I'll be looking around with nothing. But it's one of those things where now that now that the task is a little bit more difficult or now that what I'm going for, you know, takes a little bit more of my time or a little bit more of my focus. I have to come to a place where what's changing around me is going to invoke a different me. I have to put a different foot forward. I have to, you know, make myself a little bit more knowledgeable. I need to read. I need to research. I, I put up a status like, what book are y'all reading? I, I let it hear what people are uh, reading. How many thinking about get on that one? Yeah. Like, yes. So it's one of those things where to answer your question, I think you have to always give different versions of yourself, depending on what you're working for. It's, it's not, you're not going to show up to every seat the same way. If you, I mean, I, I can't see that you're successful that way. And, and I'm loving the challenge here 
on any conversation. But if you if I show up how I did as an athlete to how I do as a, a senior consultant in a you know in a, a corporate operation or a corporate organization, they look at me like I'm crazy. I have to be able to pick and choose and maneuver and develop different parts of me to make sure that I give whatever audience I'm going to be addressing what they need. And, and I know what that looks like. It's a development in myself and it's clear in myself that I got to make sure that I understand who needs to show up. So, so for you, I think, so for, to, you know, to answer it, I don't think it necessarily is about it getting better or you just becoming, I think it's more about you becoming more fine-tuned. You get better. You get more wiser. You get more experience. You have a better understanding, a deeper connection, and, and now you're able to execute a little bit more. Excellent. I, I, I like the way you answered that. So so we already touched on the social media, the news, all those outlets, and how much of a distraction they are. Let's switch gears and talk about some some other distractions that may be intangible in nature, meaning we're not even thinking about them. They're unconscious, but they're not good for us. You know what? That, that's a good question. I was I was looking today and I was going to ask you how you felt about it. And, and maybe I'm getting in, I'm back in like COVID-19 type of measures, but two things that have been kind of po- kind of pointing out to me and probably because I'm a parent that has a, a school age child, but going back to school, because I feel like this is getting a lot of a lot of attention and it should, you know, education is super important for our kids to make sure that they continue learning. Um, and then the sports realms coming back, like the NBA, baseball is back. I think hockey's returned. Um, a number of things like like that have returned. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering, and hopefully this is getting to your question. I'm wondering how much of the political realm is grabbing grabbing something simple as our kids safe to be back in face-to-face classes a distraction as i want to get your vote and and money is kind of pushing our decisions right now and, and we're not understanding things like they're trying to and, I, and it's going to sound real left field but there is a supposedly a currency shortage like a coin shortage like that's not making the top of the news to me and what's making the top of the news are things that we're we're, we are standing divided for different reasons should i send my kid back to school i want them to learn i want them to be back in school however that's making the front page news or that's making all the news outlets but what's not making news outlets is there's a coin shortage and i think people need to understand that when we take if we turn currency digital there's a new world out here that's what i do feel like there's a distraction that's taking away our attention from paying attention to what's really happening here start explaining some of the shortage how are we on a coin shortage again like we we've been locked up and now i mean locked up physically but we we've been in a house what's going on what what coins ain't been being spent they should be frozen we make them yeah (laughs) it's crazy it's weird to me so i I, that's probably one of my bigger pieces is it they put in front of us what they want us to focus on i think that's been lingering in the background and it really should be let's talk about this what does this mean for people who move in just a money world just a cash world Uh, stuff like that laundromat owners yeah which is nothing but coins. So we maybe should be knocking on an A door to see if they want to cash us out or change us out. But I mean, the highways there. So you mean to tell me ain't nobody getting charged at none of the tolls? 
Like, what do you mean there's a coin shortage? And why is that not making the news to talk about what digital looks like for cash? That to me is probably one of the, we're distracted from understanding what that concept is really going to bring to us. That means right now, if if we really work to go fully digital, how many people would, would fall casualty to that? What would that look like for some people who are cash businesses? And not to say that digital isn't great, but it, it seems to me like another way to track money. We, we track everything. We, we know everything. Like we want to track where money goes. We want to make sure. But I also feel like we leave ourselves open for a lot of cyber attacks now. I, we, I already have to make sure nobody is, you know, hacking my credit card. I put my, my card on my daughter's Xbox for her Fortnite game and, mm-hmm. and somebody, you know, buys something else, which has happened to us. What happens when all of your money is digital? How do you how do you start to fight that fight? Really, I, I'm I don't know why I'm too worried about it, uh, but it seems like something we should have way more focus on than we do. Well, even with like the cryptocurrencies, I think the main thing with it is not the actual crypt- cryptocurrency itself, but it's the blockchain technology that let those transactions go through, you know, in, in tenths of a second. I think that's the important part, and how that blockchain is set up is supposedly unhackable that that's what makes it so valuable okay and 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 so let me ask you and you don't have to necessarily give a, a direct answer if you if you're on a fence about it do you think that there is anything that's unhackable i me personally the same way we're building how to make it unhackable there are people that are are making sure that they make it hackable. And we people are building this. So it's one of those things where the answers are out there on how to break it. Well, yeah, if if you're building it, you know how to take it apart. That's just like you as a kid playing with Legos. When you stack two on top of each other, you need to take them back apart and have one and one. You know, so I feel you on that. But um, the the other part of that is, I think, with the cryptocurrency space is the, the, the how can they regulate it, right? So with Bitcoin and all the other coins out there, their values fluctuate daily based on supply and demand, right? So one day I may want to buy a computer from you and it costs me one Bitcoin. The very next day I want to buy the same computer, it may cost me a half a Bitcoin or four Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? Like it's never really a fair median of exchange because of the supply and demand of it. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I I understand it. I I feel like I get the concept of how each of these like engineering pieces work. I just don't understand the push of it. Like I I don't like it when it seems like it's being pushed on a a, a people a a, a group a, mm-hmm. a world. Like when we have a push for it, it's something that's driving it. And I and I have not been confident in how we have done business as a country how we've done business you know united states and how they there are how many percent of the world is controlled by 72 percent of have you know our make up 72 percent of the wealth it's like what the top 20 percent of the most wealthiest people make up 72 percent of the world's wealth like there is no way that these folks aren't included in how we talk about money how we see money. And, and when that happens, there are motives, there are agendas being pushed. And I always want to know, like, what's the other side of the story? I feel like I'm at a place where I'm just learning out that there are multiple sides to the story. We've been fed lies a long time. And until we get to a place where we do really want to be uh, a democracy, or we open ourselves up to say, you know, what is 
best for the greater good of all people. And, and I don't think we're having those kind of conversations yet. That's what bothers me about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, it, it's just, it, 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 sometimes it's too much. And, and I think just thinking about it as well creates an anxiety, right? So you got to limit that too. Facts. Facts. To know, you know, so. I, I don't know, man. Like I said, I've been having tunnel vision and and uh, front sight focus, just trying to to get to a new level, you know. Because my thing is, I, I want the narrative to read how I ran it up in a pandemic, right? You know, when everything else was falling apart, this right, is where right. I go, you know. And I wish more people had that mindset and didn't live by the the mindset of a scarcity. And they could see the opportunity out here. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I, I 110% agree with you on that comment. There, There is opportunity everywhere. And we can create opportunity. We can change things about who we are. We can change our environment. We can change the things that we give ourselves access to. We can truly change what we allow to have access to us. There is a lot of opportunity out there. And I've, I've noticed just dealing with people, just having multiple conversations, being in different you know rooms to talk to folks. Not everybody wants the same thing. Some people and I thought this was pretty dope. Some people are living or wanting the American dream. Uh, somebody said, but you have to be sleep <laughs> to to believe in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm okay with people who kind of want to go to work and, you know, they make an earnest, decent, great living. They, you know, buy their nice house. They have their, their kids, their dog, and they vacation every year and they keep the status quo. Those type of people really do open it up for people who are like, listen, I want to go after whatever it is, my purpose. There's a lot of opportunity out here. And, and what I found is, is when you really are servicing people, that's where you find all that opportunity. That's where you find all that wealth. And, and I want to be able to go and get that. Like, I don't think that there is a true nine to five for me. Mm-hmm. I've never felt that way ever in my life. I know that it, it makes sense to work and, and, and build up and gain and get skills, but ultimately you have to go out and create the opportunity that you're trying to, that you're trying to reach. Um, I I don't want to be one that looks back and was like, man, I really wasted my time. I wasted my life. Uh, I'm not getting any younger. I I don't want to say I'm halfway through my life. I I won't, I won't credit that yet. I don't think I'm necessarily that old, but I, I don't feel like I have any time to waste on the opposite side. I'm using my great years right now. Like eventually everything gets old, everything, you know, slows down a little bit. And by the time I slow down, I want to say that, you know, I tried, I left my mark. I did, I, I impacted. I, I got to, I got to service people. I got to work with people and I got to figure out what, what was going to, you know, leave behind my legacy. And, and that's kind of what I'm working on. And that's where, when you say front side focus, that's where things like using the schedule, being focused on a certain project, making sure I'm getting gains, making sure I'm earning things, making sure I'm working for the person sitting next to me. It's not just about me. That's where that focus has come from. That's why I'm in such a good place mentally. That's why I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling good physically. Just focus on a number of things and trying to align what I'm learning to to who I'm trying to be in that clearer version that I'm seeking of myself. Yeah, I agree. Man, that's it, it's a lot. And the hardest part of change, I think, is is staying disciplined and consistent. And you have to be disciplined to not be distracted. So, like I said, the small wins every day, I don't think anybody can 
turn it on like a light switch and say, okay, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, only X, Y, and Z. I'm not paying attention to any, anything in my peripheral. It doesn't work like that uh, for most unless you're just built that way. But for me, I like to just uh, tackle one thing at a time. Like, I know you've been doing this whole no meat thing. I'm not there yet. I wish I was, but I've been exercising daily. And I've been doing so many push-ups and sit-ups in the morning before I I go to bed at night. So these little small things, day after day after day, are starting to add up. So my body's starting to change. Now I have to get my diet right. So I, I can't do all of that at one time. I can't just be on 10 in every facet of my life at one time. It's always something under construction. You know what? That's a good point. I, I think a lot of times, and this is my belief, we take on way too much. And once we start to see failures and everything that we take on, we get discouraged and then nothing gets done. Uh-huh. What I have learned recently is that, you know what? Focus on something and and do it well. Because when you do get into a place where you, you've got a good stride in it and you can almost not necessarily throw it on autopilot, but it kind of becomes a part of your routine, then you build capacity or, or, or gain or earn capacity to add something else to your life. I'm not working on a million things all at once. I have a few things on my plate, right? Like I have, and I'm never complaining about eating. I'm never complaining about how much is on my plate when I'm, when I'm saying I want to eat. But at the same time, it's realistic to make sure you got a balanced meal, something that you can hold on to you can pump everything you know the same or what's needed in each project you can pump that that energy and time into it so the way you're doing it for for a lot of people for for most people is a solid way to do it you focus on one thing at a time a couple things at a time that you know feed off of each other and you're giving the same energy to whatever is happening but it's a realistic thing not to say it's a realistic thing to know where you are personally. It would be remiss of you to say, you know what, Kenya, you haven't eaten meat in, in over a month. Uh, I'm going to do the same exact thing. I'm also going to work out every day. I'm also going to, you know, do, I got a child, a new child in the house. I'm also going to go to sleep every night at nine. It's, it's unrealistic to try and work on all those things at one time. So do exactly what you can do for you. That's a good message for anybody listening. Don't pile so many things up on your day. We already talk a lot about our capacity, understanding who you are, what you can take on right now, what you can't, having those direct conversations. And, and that's a completely different topic. I run into a couple of people this week where a firm no is okay with me. Just say no. You know what I mean? Ha- hit the conversation head on. Um, but to bring it back to you, just just making sure you don't weigh yourself down to the point where, uh, Jerry, you say it best, you, you don't win the day. When you get a lot of fails, you, you're not winning the day. And I think that sometimes turns people off or points them back into old or, or bad, poor behaviors. So much easier said than done, though. Yeah, 110%. I, I, and I don't think it was it was meant to necessarily be easy. Um, I really do believe in the fact that once you accept that process and you start growing in that process and you start learning in that process, that's where the reward is coming from. So just like you're saying, you know what, I am starting to see results daily with just what I've done and changing how I'm moving. That's exactly what happens to me. I, I don't wake up and I'm uh-oh, I'm doubly successful. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm 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 at it again. Like it's one of those things where I have to be intentional. I have to say to myself, do not eat a burger today. <laughs> you can't eat a burger today. That's not you that's not what you can do because that's what you're working on. So it's one of those things where also this is good for our listeners to hear. It's one of those things where 
if you do hit a, a you know, hit a, a bad place or you do kind of go back or do something that takes you away from your goal, don't completely jump off the wagon there. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to stop and all your progress that you made is not forsaken. If you were saying you're going to go to the gym a week straight and you make it in for five days on the sixth day, you didn't go, go on the seventh day. You don't have to have a, you don't have to jump off completely. So for me, I, you know, I haven't eaten meat and I'm just learning about it in a way that I know I'm not functioning though to my optimum capabilities. My energy level wasn't where I wanted it to be. I felt like I was ultra tired all the time. So, mm -hmm. you know, try something new. And I figured out that, you know, meat was a, a really big game changer and cutting it out. Now my energy is different. If I decide to say, you know what, I'm gonna have a chicken wing today. I don't have to just now eat meat every day because I messed up on a day. I, what I need to do is remember that, you know, I'm human. I'm going to make decisions. Sometimes I'm in places where my feelings are driving those decisions more than what I know to be factual. And if I do make a mistake or I do fall short, continue to race, man, continue to move forward. Uh, there is no perfect draft of what's supposed to happen. There's no written manuscript. And I know people will point right now, like to the Bible, but even with all of our interpretations of what the Bible or any other, other how to document goes, you have to continue to understand that this is your journey and the decisions that you're going to make are the ones that you, you live with and you start to learn from and you do better. So even when you make mistakes, folks, um, keep the course, don't let it be the end of, you know, that goal or throw yourself off of that mission. Uh -huh. You only fail when you quit. I only fail when you quit. 110%. I know you've heard the, the saying before, you, you, you fail your way to the top. <laughs> That's the only way you can get to the top. People think I'm crazy when I say stuff like that. I'm like, the only way to guarantee success is to try one more time. <laughs> you got to try it one more time. So if you do fail your way to the top. It was a, you, you, you fail 15 times and the 16th time you got to write success. Now you're on another venture. You failed these many times. You keep putting it together. You get it right. Success. Like you do, you fail your way all the way to the top. Most people who are sitting in really awesome positions by our definition of what awesome or successful positions are, they're going to tell you all about their failures. That's actually what shaped them to be successful. At least for me, um, and, and I and I in my own space call myself successful for where I am uh, as a person. And I, honestly, everything that has changed how I feel, all of my momentum to get where I'm sitting, has been a lot about my failures, things that I've learned or lessons that I've gotten from the failures that I've had. They've been monumental in changing who I'm, who I am as a person. And not that I put value in my failures more than I put in my growth, but I'm saying that the failures allowed me to grow and that if that okay. makes sense. I, I really like that. And, um, and just the whole thing of you can't be scared to fail, uh, embrace it and learn something from it. Like you said, take something out of it. And the next time you have a situation, that's how you grow and that's how you'll be prepared for it. Um, the other thing that I want to say is going back to the whole capacity thing and tying it into failing. If you take on too much, you can't give everything a hundred percent. And if you're not giving something a hundred percent, you shouldn't commit to doing it no matter what it is. So a lot of people don't even understand that, that premise right there, but they understand what happens. They understand the outcome and that's the results you get. So, if you're not giving something 100%, you're not going to get 100% of the results that you desire. 
And a lot of people don't even understand that. And that's very simple. You know, you studied half ass for a test. You gave a 50% effort. You got a 50 on it. You can't be upset or, or, you know, saddened by that. So it goes back to just keeping it real with yourself. You know what you can and you can't do and make sure that you commit and, and give it your all. You should always want to put your best foot forward because you never know who's watching, who's listening, uh, the impact that that could have at that moment. It, it, you know, it's, it's like when you take pictures, sometimes you be taking pictures and selfies of moments and you don't, you don't realize that that's going to be one of the most happiest times in your life at the moment. But when you look back, you're like, man, you know, I wish I would have took more. I remember this moment, man, this was good. This, and that's the same thing with our life, man, and and our focus and everything we're trying to do. Just, just be cognizant of that, that we can't overextend. We don't have the bandwidth. Commit to a couple things and, and check them off as you go. Yeah, and, and that's good advice. I, I wouldn't even be able to say I stood here without having a checklist of things that I was just trying to accomplish and and it's really like empowering to be able to cross something off your list. So um, good advice all the way around. And I'm hoping folks are understanding what the point of this conversation truly is. And not that it's just about distractions. It's about having conversation. Uh, it's not till we get to talking to each other that we're like, yeah, you know, I, I deal with that too. Yes. You know what? I, I, I go through that too. Yes. I've, I've experienced that. I can talk on that or I'm not alone. That's such a valuable piece here uh, with, with these classic talks that we have are your, there is generalizability among us all. And all that means is that you're not the only one necessarily going through something or working on something or focusing on something. How do you, you know, connect with the like-minded people that are going to challenge you and, and be able to support you through, you know, what's happening. So um, good conversation there. Before we wrap up, is there anything in general that you want to give to people or talk to people um, about distractions, any last minute, you know, words uh, or encouragement um, as we are going through a, a time and place where we talked about it on our last show. If you are not, you know, aware, if you're not woke, if you're not, if you're not in the know that that's a place that you should aim to be, grow yourself, uh, make sure you're learning yourself, make sure you're reading, making sure that you are looking at the fine print and figuring out really how your decisions are impacting you and the community around you. Amen to that. <laughs> cool. And I, I said that that's what it is. Yeah. All right. So let me do a quick audience call before we get out of here. Awesome talk per usual. I'm listening to people every day, all day. Same with you, Jared. You work in a place where your your business is conversation. You're talking about money. You're talking about finances. For me, I'm talking about experiences. I'm talking about quality. I'm talking about perception and how it affects performance. This podcast is for you. It's for everybody. It's for anybody who is really ready to accept the process between the person that they are today and the person that they're aspiring to become. Accepting the process, the journey is a prerequisite to understanding how your current mindset is creating opportunity or killing momentum for any progress that you've made. We are listening, looking for listeners that are ready to stop thinking small 
changing things about how you move, how you maneuver, where your vibration is coming from, how you understand peace and happiness and that, you know, no other person can break or make your peace or your happiness. Uh, but it comes to how you look at it through your mindset. So I want to make sure that this conversation exposes us to opportunity to become clear versions of ourselves and, and empowering us to really make a play. So we've had an opportunity to talk about distractions on this episode and being a, intentional about understanding when you are distracted and how you get back to a focused place. You owe it to yourself to see it through. Ask yourself, what's the very next play you can make? Until next time, I'm talking with Jerry McFarland, the financial champion, and I am Dr. Classic. This is Classic Talks. Let's talk about it. Dun, 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 dun.